0: Uh, The title of the message today is Sin and Salvation, Three Views. Sin and Salvation, Three Views. By way of introduction, last week, Steve uh, taught a lesson on total depravity. And I appreciate Steve filling in last week, and everybody said you did an excellent job, so praise the Lord for that. And so, say so what? Did he do an excellent job, Jeff? Okay, yes, he did. See? Uh, so it was on total depravity, and we learned about the extent of sin. It affects every area of man, including his mind and will. And we learned that the only way out of the depravity of sin is the grace of God given us through Jesus Christ. Today, we will look at three different views that Christians hold about how God overcomes this depravity or sin and saves us. Uh, First, let's review the Bible's teaching on total depravity. So for that, we're going to turn to Romans chapter 3 and starting in verse uh, 9. Romans 3, and starting in verse 9, and look at the extent of depravity. And Romans chapter 3 and verse 9 says, What then? Are we better than they? No in no wise, for we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. Uh, Paul has made this this masterful argument under inspiration of the Holy Ghost showing that the Jews are under sin, the Jews are sinners, and the moralist is a sinner, and the Gentiles are sinners uh, because, of course, the Jews thought that the Gentiles were sinners, but they weren't so bad, you know. So he's showing that they're all under sin. As it is written... And now he begins to quote from Old Testament passages, mainly in the book of Psalms. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. These are quotes from Psalm chapter 14 verses, or excuse me, from Psalm 14. There are no chapters in the Psalms. I learned that in... Bible college, and I've never been able to forget it, and I, every time somebody says Psalm chapter, it irritates me, and I just did it, but it's, it's Psalm 14. They're like hymns, so when you go through the hymn book, you have hymn number one, hymn number two, hymn number three, because sometimes you have two hymns on the same page, so the Psalms are the same way. So Psalm 14, verses one through three, and Psalm 53, verses one through three are quoted here by Paul. And then in verse twelve he says, They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. This is Exodus thirty-two, eight and Psalm fourteen three. Their throat is an open sepulchre, with their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. Psalm five nine, Psalm one forty three whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, Psalm 10:7, Isaiah 59, 7 through 8. Notice he's doing an autopsy here. It's like a divine autopsy from the top of man's head to the sole of his feet. He finds nothing but sin. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known, Isaiah 59, 8. There is no fear of God before their eyes, Psalm 36, 1. And so, having taken man and putting him on the divine operating table and showing that from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, everything about man is sinful, man is totally depraved, man is full of sin, completely then we need to point out that Christ saves us from our sin before we go any further. It is Christ that saves us from our sin. Uh, 1 Timothy 1.15, the Word of God says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And, of course, the Apostle Paul, who wrote this, uh, was... Uh, a Pharisee and he was one of the top Pharisees he was an extremely religious man that as far as the outward keeping of the law he had kept all the law outwardly he went through in one passage he goes through everything that he did and he outwardly kept the rules kept the law but of course he was still a sinner because sin isn't just about what you do outwardly it's what you do within And so Paul calls himself the chief of sinners because he had persecuted the church of God and he considered himself to be the worst of the worst, Uh, even though in the world's eyes he was the best of the best. So this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And so, Christ Jesus came to save sinners. That's what he came to do. And so, Christ overcomes our sin problem. Now, the question is, how does this take place? And so, we're going to look at three views on salvation. So, Christians through the centuries have come to three basic understandings of what the Bible teaches about sin and salvation. Many blend these views and many hold strictly to one of the three. In our church, at Harmony Baptist Church, it is safe to say that we have people who believe in each of these views or at least parts of them. The views are Calvinism, Arminianism, and Provisionism. And so we're going to now look at a quick explanation Of each, These are not thorough definitions. These are just quick overviews of these. Now, many of you may think, uh, I've never heard of these things. Or some of you may say, well, I've heard of Calvinism. Those are the crazy people that believe that God creates people to damn them to hell and that God hates everybody. And then you may think, well, I've heard of Arminians and those are the people that believe you work for your salvation. And so, and nobody's heard of Provisionists, so I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, but but actually, these teachings were developed uh, many centuries ago, and even before that, a lot of people think Calvinism dates to John Calvin. It actually dates way before that, uh, back to—and uh, I just had a brain freeze— um, All I can think of is reformers right now. I can't think beyond that. I've had a brain freeze. If I think of it in a second, I'll come up with it. What? No, it was way before Luther. One of the early church fathers. Augustine. Thank you. It was Augustine. Yes, it dates all the way back to the early church father, Augustine, which Calvin, when he wrote his uh, theology and expounded this, he actually said... Uh, If we only repeated what Augustine wrote, it would be enough. So, the the three views on salvation. Now, uh, all of us have been taught parts of these views or one of these views growing up in church, even if they didn't call it that. All of us have been taught this. And you'll see as we read through that you've been taught parts of this. So, We'll first of all do a brief definition of Calvinism. Calvinism is the belief that God controls everything through a series of divine decrees. He has decreed who will be saved and who will not be. He chose people to be saved based on his own will and good pleasure. Therefore, salvation is solely the work of God. Those whom he has ordained to be saved will hear the gospel and believe in Christ as Savior. Salvation is eternal because true believers will persevere in the faith. Calvinism emphasizes the freedom of God to manage his creation as he sees fit. Then we have a brief definition of Arminianism. Arminianism is the belief that God's Provenient grace, or grace that comes before, is extended to all mankind. Mankind is bound by sin, but God wants to save everyone and extends his grace to all. Everyone can respond to God and be saved through faith in Christ. Sinners can cooperate with God in salvation by choosing to believe the gospel. There is also the possibility that people can lose their salvation through sin or apostasy. Arminianism emphasizes God's grace and love for all mankind. Then we have provisionism, which is a very old belief, but it's a fairly new term. Provisionism is the traditional beliefs of many Southern and independent Baptists that teach that all people are sinners, but they can repent and believe the gospel. Christ died for all and wants everyone to be saved. Anyone can be saved who will turn to God by faith in response to God's gracious offer of Christ through the gospel. Those who are saved are eternally secure. Provisionism emphasizes God's love for all mankind as well as man's ability to respond to God's offer of grace. Now we're going to look at number three, depravity dealt with, and we're going to look at how each of these views deals with total depravity. So, Calvinism. Because man is totally depraved, Calvinists believe that sin corrupts the mind and the will of man. For instance, Romans 3.11, there is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. If none understands, that means no one understands. If none seeks after God, that means no one seeks after God. Uh, John 1.13, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John's talking about uh, those who are born again by faith in Christ, and he says they are born. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those that believed on his name which were born not of blood, meaning you cannot inherit salvation, nor of the will of the flesh, meaning you cannot work for your salvation, nor of the will of man, but of God. So that means, as a Calvinist interprets that, that means that the human will, because it's corrupted by sin, is not going to will to be saved without the intervention of God. So you're not born of the will of man. It has to be given you by God. Romans nine sixteen says, So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So again, salvation is not because of the human will. It is because uh, God chooses to show mercy. Calvinism understands the Bible to teach that man left to himself would never understand the gospel or seek God or be willing to be saved. Because man left to himself will always turn away from God and refuse mercy and grace, God knew that none would come to Christ on their own. So in other words, God looked through time and eternity, and he knew that because sin was going to be to such an extent that it corrupted the will of man uh, that no person would ever come to Christ on their own, no matter what. Uh, Psalm 14, 2 through 3 says, The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, No, not one. Therefore, to guarantee the salvation of mankind, God graciously chose some for salvation and left the rest to their own free will. The majority freely choose to reject Christ. Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in, act, And remember, he said, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. And, of course, Christ is the way. Uh, but, in the Calvinist view, those who are chosen are saved. Uh, Ephesians 1, 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Uh, Acts 13, 48. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And that verse cannot be translated to read as many as believed were ordained to eternal life. It can only be translated those as many as were ordained or chosen to eternal life believed. And so... Uh, a Calvinist takes that to to teach that only the chosen will believe the gospel. Uh, John six sixty five. Jesus is speaking, and he says to the Pharisees, to the religious hypocrites, he says, "Therefore I said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given him of uh, my Father." Again, God has to be the first mover or the person is not going to respond and get saved. It has to be given of the Father. So now we're going to look at Arminianism. Like Calvinists, Arminians also believe in total depravity. Now I have to say this. I cannot cover possibly every group of Calvinists or every group of Arminians. There's many different kinds of Baptists. There's many different kinds of Methodists. There's many different kinds of Calvinists. There's many different kinds of Arminians. Not all Arminians believe in total depravity, but classical Arminians, traditional Arminians, believe in total depravity. Um, They believe that sin corrupts the mind and the will of man so that if a man was left to himself, he would always freely choose to reject Christ. However, Arminians believe that God is willing to save everyone. Second uh, Peter 3.9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 1 Timothy 2.4, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Acts seventeen thirty. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So God offers salvation freely to all. Uh, Revelation twenty two, seventeen, and the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. And of course, Arminians believe that Christ died for all. Uh, John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Arminianism deals with total depravity by a theological concept called provenient grace, or grace that comes before. God extends this grace to all mankind. Therefore, everyone can be saved if they will. Even though the human will is corrupted by sin, God frees man's will to believe in Christ. Therefore, in Arminian thought, man does not believe in Christ through his own free will, but rather through his freed will, freed by the grace of God. Uh, Here's how this works. The general call or drawing goes to all mankind. Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me, obviously speaking of the cross. In Arminian thought, Christ draws all mankind through the cross and other graces. As a man responds to God, God gives him more light, eventually allowing him to hear the gospel. No man is saved without the gospel. And that goes to the specific call or specific drawing. Romans 1 for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greeks. So when a man hears the gospel preached in the power of the Holy Spirit, man's will is freed to believe it. Man can either believe or refuse to believe. It is by God's grace, but God allows man to choose. And that's the Arminian view on that. And now we'll look at number three, provisionism. Provisionism, unlike Calvinism and Arminianism, does not believe that the, the depravity of mankind is total. In other words, even though sin affects every area of man, man can still, of his own free will, choose to repent and believe the gospel. So you see how that's different from Calvinism and classic Arminianism, which believe that man, in his own free will, will never choose to accept Christ unless God intervenes. In provisionism, man, through his own free will, can choose Uh, to repent and believe the gospel. Uh, Acts 17.30, In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. If God commands it, then a provisionist believes that man can certainly do it. Uh, Mark 1.15, And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand, repent ye and believe the gospel. That's a command. God commands us all to repent and believe. Because God has commanded us to repent and believe the gospel, we most certainly can. Therefore, provisionists believe that God wants to save everyone and that the only thing keeping us from being saved is our own stubborn refusal to accept Christ. Anyone who hears the gospel can believe it and be saved. It is only the lack of hearing the gospel and our own stubborn will that keeps us from Christ. John 5, 40, Jesus said, You will not come to me that you might have life. It was not there that they couldn't come, but that they wouldn't come. And Jesus said in Luke 13, 34, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would Not. God wanted to, but they would not. So, at Harmony, we preach the gospel to everyone and invite all to come to Christ for salvation. And we don't all hold the same view about how the mechanics of salvation works, but we believe in the same results. I'm going to, uh, just as a recap of these things, Calvinism. Uh, believes in total depravity or inability of man to respond to Christ on his own. Arminianism, total depravity, inability of man to respond to Christ on his own. Provisionism, depraved but not unable to respond to the gospel or seek God. Uh, Calvinism, Christ died specifically for the elect or the chosen. Arminianism, Christ died for all, but only believers will be saved. Provisionism, Christ died for all, but only believers will be saved. Uh, Calvinism, depravity is overcome by God's irresistible grace and call of salvation to the elect. Arminianism, depravity is overcome by God's provenient grace, which frees man's will to believe. Provisionism, depravity is overcome by the gospel, which man can respond to in faith. Finally, Calvinism, the church is to preach freely and freely offer the gospel to all. Arminianism, the church is to preach and freely offer the gospel to all. Provisionism, the church is to preach and freely offer the gospel to all. So those are all the same. So... We don't all hold the same view about how the mechanics of salvation works, but we all believe in the same result. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone in Christ, and we invite all people to be saved to repent and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that concludes our sermon. We'll go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these, thy people, and this church. And I do pray that we would, uh, as a united front, go forward to spread the gospel of Christ and to see sinners brought to you. And we do pray if anyone here is not saved or if we have family members, loved ones that aren't saved, we pray that, that uh, they would be saved very soon through faith in you, and we pray that we could be instruments to spread the gospel. We ask it in Jesus' name. Now we're going to sing a verse of amazing grace. And if you need to come forward and pray.